Welcome to the Money Over 50 podcast, brought to you by Dallas Davison and Michael Hogue from Money Over 50 Financial Advisors. This information is general in nature and does not take into account your objectives, financial situation, or needs. Therefore, you should consider whether the information is appropriate for you and your personal circumstances. If you require personal advice, please contact Money Over 50 Financial Advisors. Here are your hosts, Dallas Davison and Michael Hogue. Welcome to Money Over 50 with Dallas and Michael. Do, do not. There is no try. Classic line. <laughs> Thanks, Michael. Classic or, line. Or should I say Yoda? Um, <laughs> so, if, you, if you've never seen the movie, I don't even know which Star Wars movie it is. I'm not a huge Star I'm Wars fan. I'm just trying to think but, but, of which uh, one it is. If you've never seen the movie, you won't know what, what we're referring to here, but there's a line where... Yoda, who's this little green creature. Empire going, Strikes Back, I pe- believe. People it. are going to be listening to this guy. These guys are mad. They're literally talking about little green creatures and what they've got to say as it relates to retirement planning. But The Empire Strikes Back, I think it was. I think it might be, yeah. There's a scene where this guy, is, this guy being Luke Skywalker, is training and trying to develop these new skills. And and he says, the, the, the guy, the Yoda, the, the guy, says, you know, you need to do this. Yes, the right. Jedi Master. The mate. Jedi Master. Not yes, the guy. <laughs> the 800 year old Jedi Master. And, and so Luke Skywalker says, okay, I'll try. And then Yoda says, no, do or do not. There is no try. Now, and I actually really love this saying. And my theory on this is that the minute you say you're going to try to do something, I understand why people say it, and, and mm. it's, it's, it's probably it's a pretty obnoxious thing to pull people up on, but I do it all the time anyway because that's just the way I am. But when you say you're going to try to do something, without realizing it, you've already created or you've laid the groundwork for that thing not to happen. Mm. And, and what I mean by that is your subconscious mind hears you say, I'm going to try to do that, and go, well, great, I've, I've got a way out here. If this doesn't happen... I've always got that to fall back to. Go, well, I only said I was going to try. I didn't say I was going to do it. And so this is one that I, I look at a lot with, with people when and we've talked about this before is that for a lot of people, a part of their plan or their, their retirement, um, working towards their retirement goals is giving something up every, every week mm-hmm. or every month. And what I realized is that you could, you could pretty clearly draw a correlation between when you're talking to someone and saying, okay, well, you need to put this amount in the super every week or you need to pay this much off your mortgage every week. The people who said, yep, okay, I'll do that, 90 time, 90% of the time they went and did that. The people who said, yep, we'll try and do that. And most of the time they consciously they, they were just as serious about it. They really mm-hmm. wanted to do that. But there's a huge percentage of those people who don't actually manage to stick to that for the next you know, the next six months. And when we looked at it in their next review, they'd say, yeah, well, we did that for a while or we couldn't stick to that or we've done that some of the times but not all the times. And there's obviously a big selection bias going on here where if people aren't really, if it's a bigger ask or a bigger amount they're trying to give up or a harder sort of a a target, then they're more likely to say they're going to try because they know it's going to be an issue. But I I really think that, and what I've started doing with, with my clients is, is working to working on a figure or on something that people either can do or not do and and really removing the whole concept of trying from from people's vocabulary and, and from their plan. 
Does that sort of make sense? Absolutely. So uh, we use the term the plan has to be realistic quite yeah. a lot. So it has to be a realistic plan. And, and sometimes you – sometimes, especially with a new client, they, they get super excited yes. because they they – you come up with you, you, a realistic you, yeah. plan, and they say, "I can, um, I can, I can do more." Do more. Yep. And 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 in many aspects, in in fact, almost always, we actually have to hold them back yep. and say, um, "If all the stars aligned, and and yeah, yeah, maybe you could do more." Yeah. Um, in everything that we know, and every scenario that we've seen across, you know, um, hundreds of families or a hundred a hundred odd. Uh, families that we look after, yeah. um, all around your age, we know that this is doable. Yep. Um, yeah, any more than that it is not probably be. not doable. Yep. It's probably not doable in the long term. And I think that's the key. And that's that's the danger of instrument. It's, it's actually not about the next six months. It's about the habits that you form of uh, being able to do the things that you say you're going to do. And so we'd much rather 10 years out from retirement uh, building building the habit of, okay, we are going to do this for the next six months and we have been able to do that and we have consistently done it and then we reassess in six months' time and then we pick another another amount or a target or another thing that we're going to focus on. We do that for six months. That's a, a more sustainable thing, both because it, it's realistic and we can plan on it actually happening, but also because what you find is that people people only move in one direction. They only get... Uh, more confident and more capable in their ability to do these things. Whereas, if you if you try and bite off more than you can chew, what you actually do is you set yourself up for failure. And and then when you aren't successful, when we're having that next review, instead of saying whatever we decide to do for the next six months is is what we're going to do, you you've already set the scene for well, we might do this, but it just depends on how things play out. So I I uh, I'd much rather have something that, as you say, is, is realistic, is something that I know that on average people can easily stick to and I'd rather have them, you know, it's, it's a bit like uh, a bit like training. Sometimes you, you actually want to, you want people to be motivated and excited to get up and train the next day. So if you're new to exercise, you have to really build into some of these things slowly because otherwise what happens is you go to the gym for two hours every day for the first week and then you, you're laid up and can't get out of bed for the next two months. So what you're actually better off doing is just building up over time so that you're not you're not trying to extend yourself by more than what you can. And I think that's that's where I say it's it's sort of our job in a lot of those cases to know to assess people and, and based on based on what their their history is and, and even with new clients, you can normally get a pretty good read on what have people been able to sustainably do before? What are they going to be able to sustainably do? How can I get this person to, to do what they need to do and to stretch themselves as much as they, they need to and can to achieve that goal, but not not try and overcommit to something that they're not going to be able to stick to? Consistency is key as well. So, yeah, if 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 it was ideal that someone put a thousand dollars a fortnight into their superannuation fund, but yep. but after uh, assessing their income and and knowing everything you know about people in a similar situation, you worked out that they could really only realistically do five hundred dollars a fortnight. Yep, they would be far better off doing five hundred dollars a fortnight, but sticking to it. Yes, as opposed to doing a thousand dollars here. Yep, missing a fortnight, doing another thousand the, the following fortnight. Yep, um, 
what it lends itself to is all of a sudden it's easy to miss two fortnights out of every three. That's then. right. Yep. Even though, even though theoretically the same amount of money is going in. Yep. Uh, you know, a thousand dollars a fortnight, but every second fortnight because yep. you're missing. Yeah. You, know, you know, you're leaving yourself too short. Mm-hmm. Versus five hundred dollars every consistent fortnight. Yep. You know, for the rest of your working life. Yep. Same amount of money. Yep. Ultimately. However, it's the it's the it's the frame of mind, isn't it? That's so, right. So when you're missing those four nights, all of a sudden it becomes easier to miss. Yep. Another, yeah, one. another one. Yes. Um, and then another one, another one, and all of a sudden you're out of the habit. Yep. Um, that's that's training analogy is a good one because because big part of a big part of training is turning up. Yes. Is turning up, so you know that if you get out of bed and get to the boot camp. Mm. Um, you're you're ninety nine point nine percent likely to finish that boot camp. That's right. Yeah. Uh, versus versus yeah, not yeah, turning up inconsistently. Of yeah. course. So and, and that's uh, I actually had had this exact conversation with a client um, earlier this week around. Um, they've got a fair bit of spare cash flow, and their focus is on paying down their home loan. And so we're looking at you know based on their income, how much can they make in extra repayments? And these guys are in a, in a really good spot. They can make an extra. They can quite easily make an extra five thousand dollars a month in extra repayments, which is sixty thousand dollars for the year. And so, mm. so what we actually did was we set up that regular transfer for that five thousand dollars a month. Now, there's actually a bit of a buffer there. Uh, there's a bit more probably than what they need that's going to be left in their bank account, and it's going to be building up in their offset account. And what they sort of said is, well, we can we can probably make more than five. So should we? Should we get in and transfer more or should we, you know, bump up the $5,000 a month? What I said was what I'd prefer to see is they just do the 5000 a month for six months and then where the position that they're going to be in in six months' time is is that they have definitely been able to do that and we will be able to tell based on what's in their offset account is that can they sustainably build that up? Now, what I want though is I want that figure to only ever be going one way. If if in six months' time we review that and go, well, actually they can make five and a half or six thousand dollars a month, we might bump that up to five and a half thousand dollars. But mm. what I don't want to do is, is and, and this is sort of what you, I think you're touching on there, is that if we make five thousand dollars a month and we do that for a year, that's sixty thousand dollars that's coming off their home loan. Now, mm. that's effectively a guaranteed sixty thousand because I know they can do that. They know they can do that. That feels very easy for them. That's sustainable. I'm, I can almost guarantee that in 12 months' time, their home loan is going to have that 60000 off it. Yeah. Now, if they, had, if they had pushed there and said, we think we can make $5,500 a month in those repayments, in 12 months' time, one of two things is going to happen. Either they're going to have $66,000 paid off their home loan, which is the 5500 times 12, which is great. You know, that's $6,000 more than, than what it is. But what's more likely to happen there is that there will be a month where they just feel a bit cramped and a bit and, and and even even the beginnings of that is that they would have set that transfer up and put that in place and and subconsciously they probably would have said well we'll, we'll try and make five and a half thousand every month and then what you'd find is that after 12 months there will be probably a couple of months missing within there so rather than making 12 months at five thousand dollars a month they would have made 10 months at five and a half thousand. And so they would have made $55,000 in total repayments off that loan. Uh, but the two parts of that, as you just touched on, is that obviously they're $5,000 short of where they were going to be. But they also then, 
when we're looking at it and, and we're projecting at the next 12 months, the confidence is a bit shot because mm. it goes from feeling like we can make $5,000 a month to, well, some months we can and some months we can't and we just sort of play it by ear and, and it's yeah. it's impossible for them to then feel confident and feel comfortable in that because it's a thing that sometimes happens and sometimes doesn't. And then when we're also projecting out where are they going to be in future and trying to get uh, motivated to, to, you know, see where they're going to be in five years' time. It's mm-hmm. it's also very hard because I'm then saying to them, well, you you might be here in five years' time, but it sort of depends on how many months you miss and it sort of depends on this. And, and we all leave the meeting going, yeah, well, we'll just sort of see how things go. Yeah. Whereas if I can dial them back that little bit and just say you are going to make this amount of money and you have been able to make this amount in extra repayments for 12 months and you know that you can easily do that, so in five years' time you are going to be here that's a very different dynamic and that's a very different feeling to, 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 for them leaving that meeting and the motivation that they feel and the, and the, the confidence that they have. And by, by pushing themselves too far into the red, yeah. um, I believe that people become subconsciously claustrophobic. Yep. Great racehorse name, by the way. <laughs> Add that to the list. Um, but, um, but people... What, what, what I have actually seen, I have no way of proving this and they yeah. wouldn't be able to tell me if I was right or wrong. But, but, but what I've seen people yeah. do is buy a very, very expensive toy that they need when yep. they become subconsciously claustrophobic and then you become subconsciously claustrophobic by, yeah. by actually just pushing that amount up yep. to unrealistic levels. That's right. And people end up saying, oh, what are we doing this all for? Let's yeah. go and, you know. We, we, um, we want to enjoy ourselves. We want to enjoy ourselves. Let's go and, let's yeah. go and, let's go and blow some money or, or yeah. to hell with this plan. Yeah. Um, we, yeah. We're going to, we're just going to forget about it now. Yeah. Like that, that's, that's what I have seen. No, exactly. And, in and the past from some people. It's funny because you go to do it as you, as you're role playing that. There's almost a, a, a body language that people, and it is like a sub, sort of shrugging their shoulders and they go, ah, it's just all, it feels like mm. the weight of the world is on their shoulders. Mm. And it's for the sake of, mm. you know, in, in this case, whether they pay their home loan off in two years or two years and two months. Mm. I, I'd much rather have them pay it off in two years and two months but know that along the way they're not going to get sidetracked and they're not going to get sick of it because they, they feel just so jammed up and so claustrophobic. And so mm. that's, a, that's a really, that's exactly what does tend to happen is that, mm. I, you almost want it to be easier than you know, easier than expected, rather than mm-hmm. go the other way. And and some of that is, yeah. Again, going back to the analogy of of us as a, <coughs> as a sporting coach, it's our role to know when to when to push to some in some capacity when and when to try and convince that person to just ease off a little bit. So I think that's that's a, a key. But yeah, I, I'm if ever. Yeah, you know, this is a big one that you see with with couples. Even the language around this is that if if a one one member of a couple will say, "Yeah, yeah, we're going to do this," and the other person will say, "Yeah, yeah, we'll, yeah, we'll try." Mm-hmm. You go, "Hang on, there's something wrong here." This yeah. is they think that they're speaking the same language, but they're really not because one of them has fully committed to this, and one of them has has not really. But they don't want to have the argument, and so mm-hmm. I'd much rather break that back down to okay, what is something that you can both confidently sit there and say yes we will do this yeah and you still come out with a great result don't you like you yeah. said you, yeah yeah if you if um for this example that you're talking about you get to the end of 12 months which yeah. flies time flies yeah um if they've stuck to the the 
um, original amount. Yeah. That's sixty thousand dollars extra that they've paid off their their mortgage. Yeah. Um, and and yeah, assuming they were going to you know, make that extra five hundred dollars a month, which is really only yeah. the difference between sixty thousand and sixty six thousand. Assuming they blow that six thousand dollars. Yeah. Um, let's assume they do. Yeah. Uh, they don't feel as claustrophobic, and we're no. not telling people to go out there and, no. of course, and blow no. six thousand dollars. But, but assuming that they did, yep. um, but they feel great about themselves, and they feel great about the the fact that they've stuck to that month in month. That's right. And there's sixty thousand dollars difference that they've made. Um, yep. That's a better result than actually yep. pushing it too too fine, pushing yep. them into the red too much, yep. and uh, and them uh, getting sick of that that feeling of being claustrophobic and, and canning it all. That's exactly right. So, and and again, another analogy. And I'm really only rolling this out mainly because every time we finish podcasting, Nicola, my wife, always asks me, "Did you talk about me today in our podcast?" So, the great analogy of this is is I think we spoke about recently about her getting up and and going and exercising in the mornings. And sometimes I'll say, oh, "Are you are you exercising tomorrow morning?" She says, "Yeah, I'm going to try." Okay, and I know exactly what that means when she says that, which means I'm not getting up and going and exercising in the morning. So that's where this started. The, the 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 do or do not, there is no try. And I think it's a it's a great thing for people to remember as you're thinking about your own uh, your own finances and your own situation is that anytime you find yourself saying that you're going to try to do something, be very mindful of yeah what do you actually mean by that and what what are the subconscious traps that you're setting for or the fallback positions that you're setting for yourself that yeah rather than thinking i'm going to try to do this maybe just reframe things and think of something that what is something that is sustainable that's realistic that i can confidently say i am going to do this thanks for listening thank you for listening to the money over 50 podcast with money over 50 financial advisors we look forward to catching up again soon